So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. I'm Erica. And I'm Chris. Did you forget who you were for a second? (laughs) Yes. Welcome to So We Met Online. Thanks for listening. So We Met Online is produced every Sunday, and show notes are found at SoWeMetOnline.com. So, Mm -hmm. we did not meet online. Oh, boy. Another story here that is organic. So, where did you meet? Actually, we met in the sixth grade. Wow. Yes. And she was the love of my life. Oh. (laughs) Yes. Did you used to write those love notes? Do Do you love me, circle yes or no? Would you believe it if I told you I still have one of the love notes that she wrote me in sixth grade? I do believe it, and I almost want you to go find it to read for us. (laughs) Yes. But besides that, it's not the part of sixth grade to the story. Uh, What's actually interesting is that after we graduated high school, we reconnected. So you were, she was your sixth grade girlfriend. She was my sixth grade crush. And then, okay, and then you weren't in touch anymore, and then you got back in touch after high school graduation? Correct. Okay. So we got back in touch after high school graduation, and we made out, and I can just remember my (laughs) facial expressions. I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm making out with her. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like this is a dream come true. Anyway, that was one night, and we disconnected again. Okay. And then about five years after that, we connected one more time. So to my dismay, I find out that she's married and has kids and everything else. But I'm happy for her, obviously. And we go on our separate ways once again. Twelve years later, we reconnect. Do you keep running into her? Is that I, how it happens? Yes. Just randomly running into her. Okay. And so we reconnected and I asked her, how's she doing? What's going on? How's the family? And she tells me she's getting a divorce. Now, what's interesting about this is at that time, I'm also getting a divorce. And I'm thinking, oh my God, here is our chance. Here is our second chance to actually get things to work. Mm-hmm. We begin talking and for a few weeks, we are talking and seeing each other and going out for dinner nonstop. Mm -hmm. And then she says, you know, it's been really great reconnecting with you, but I'm not sure this is going to work out again. Mm -hmm. And she says she's moving to Florida Mm. tomorrow. (laughs) And so she moves to Florida and once again, we lose touch. Here we are, I'm hoping for a second chance. I'm willing to give her a second chance, but the second chance never materializes. Right. Do you think it was the situation of her moving to Florida that made it not materialize or that something was always bound to get in the way because it just wasn't right? Well, it's interesting because I've spent so many years knowing this person and it seemed like you know every five years we would have this opportunity to reconnect. Mm -hmm. And for one reason or another, it never happened. So to your question, I believe that it wasn't necessarily us or the chemistry of, of our relationship. It was timing. It was the situation itself, where she was living, where I was living, timing, who she was with, marriage, all of these other things were basically preventing it from really working. 
Right. What I'm asking, though, is do you think if two people really want to make it work, timing, whatever else that gets in the way, I mean, obviously, if you're married with children, it's it's not going to work with somebody else, of course, nor should it, but do you think there would have always been an obstacle? Yeah. Yeah, I think there would always have been an obstacle of some type. And that's what I'm saying. Maybe it was partly because she had kids. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was partly because of something else. And maybe inside of me, I was hoping that it would work out. But on her side, it really never was going to work out. Do you think you're using timing, bad timing, as an excuse or a reason? I think that's a good question. We always want to kind of rationalize why we believe a relationship isn't working out. Right. And we could rationalize and say, ah, it's just the timing. Or we can rationalize, oh, it's because she has kids. Mm -hmm. Either way, we have consistently demonstrated it's never going to work out. Right. Well, that's what I'm asking, right? Because with someone like that, it just sounds like for you two, there is something more that's not going to work there. Because timing is one thing, but, you know, in general... I'm curious, I don't know what ever happened in your relationship, but timing aside, did you get along well? Did you have common values? Like, were you attracted to each other? Honestly, to be crass, was the sex good, you know? So were there other underlying things? Or I'm not exactly sure what I'm even trying to ask, but it it sounds to me just from hearing this that regardless of whether you had nothing else going on in your whole entire lives, perhaps it would have never worked. Yeah, no, and I think those are all valid questions. Uh, We were completely attracted to each other. We got along wonderful. We had a great time when we were together. Uh, The sex was amazing. All of those things, however, I think you are touching on something. We also had history. Right. We had a history. um, I mean, I knew her all the way back to sixth grade, (laughs) which means that it's not just somebody you kind of, partially know you know stories about them from when they were a kid right and i think that history kind of clouds your judgment in some ways Mm -hmm. right Uh, both positively and negatively because you're always like well she's always going to be my sixth grade crush Mm -hmm. but at the same time i'm always going to be that nerdy little boy at sixth grade who was chasing around the schoolyard Mm -hmm. right right do you think that impacted your present or whenever it was connection yeah, I, I believe so. Because I do think it can work for some people who sure. reconnect and, you know, they're at different points in their lives and they've both changed as people. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but hopefully you've changed since sixth grade, right? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Maybe a little. The romantic in me wants to think, well, of course you can reconnect and then you walk off into the sunset. Right. But it sounds like in this case, gosh, you had, what, four different opportunities? Right. Something was not meant to reconnect with you two. Right. Yeah, and so we talk about fate. You know, we talk about second chances and, and again, this romantic element of it being like, oh, wow, we get a second chance and maybe this is going to work out. But there is this kind of reverse side of this where maybe the fate is that it's just never right. going to Did work out. Did you two out. ever acknowledge that? Did you ever talk about it with each other? We talked about how often we seem to have reconnected and we always found that really interesting yeah but we never really talked about does this mean something do you believe in fate i do I on don't. some level Ugh, i don't oh no, yeah no offense no it's okay i'm way too practical for that <laughs> <laughs> do you be- believe in luck 
Do you believe in things happening for a reason? My philosophy is, is that the universe moves in mysterious ways and that things can happen. There is a reason that things happen. There's uh, some of that can be luck. Some of that can be uh, what you make of it. Some of that can be ding, what ding, you ding. put into it. That's what I think, right. what you make of it. But it doesn't mean that I, I don't also believe that things happen in this world for a reason. I guess, I mean, I think you and I are different in that way. And I think maybe that's why we get along so well. Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't see it as a cynical approach, but I do see it as a more realistic approach. I don't believe that the universe just puts things out there in certain certain times and places because that's what's meant to be. I believe that people are very good at twisting their own stories into thinking that the universe put something out there. Like coincidence, not to get too philosophical, but coincidences happen all the time, right? And a lot of people read into coincidences and, and say, oh my God, it was meant to be. We ran into each other physically at the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was meant to be. Right. I think it's amazing if that can happen, but I don't believe that some higher power planted her there for you. I think it was a really cool coincidence. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with that. Those coincidences are pretty incredible. But we do tend, and I think each person individually creates their own version of that, right? Yeah. So for one person, oh my gosh, this is fate, mm -hmm. where the other person, it's, what in the hell are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, man, we're on the same schedule. Right. <laughs> so when we come back, I have a story actually to share about second chances and history repeating itself. So um, I look forward to that. Great. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to So We Met Online. If you enjoy listening, we invite you to visit our site at sowemetonline.com slash sponsors and find out how you can help support the show. On the site, you can learn about all of our sponsors, donate to the show, or promote your own business by becoming a sponsor on one of our upcoming episodes. And if you're a fan, please share our podcast to your friends, co-workers, or anyone else who is looking to meet someone online. So we met on the dance floor. <laughs> After a long-term relationship of mine ended, I was going out with some girlfriends of mine, and this may be the dorkiest event I've ever attended. It was some kind of event at one of the Smithsonian Museums in Washington, D.C. It was an event to celebrate space exploration. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, people were wearing, I mean, you don't even want it. People were wearing space suits. <laughs> and one of my friends was wearing, I was a little jealous, I'm not going to lie. She was wearing a math dress. Like, it had all these equations on it. I was pretty jealous that I hadn't thought of that one myself. What did I wear? I wore, oh, I thought, you know, space exploration means people are really smart in there. Uh -huh. So I went, <laughs> I wore my shirt that, that is hot pink and it says, I'm a smart cookie. And it has, has a big chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> I was like, look, in the absence of finding space clothing, at least I could put on my nerdiest clothing. Mm. So anyway, we go to the event. And there's dance. I mean, this event was something else. There was like a silent disco, which I don't know if you know. It. You, you play music in your headphones, so everyone's dancing, but you can't actually, if you're not listening to the music in your headphones, you cannot hear the music. So basically, you're seeing this, this group of people dancing to what looks like nothing. So uh, I did that for, for fun, voluntarily. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I'm, I'm dancing and I see this guy who I, I think is really attractive and we start talking to each other and you know, he tells me his name and I learn a little about him and we end up chatting for most of the night. I, I don't remember about what in particular, but I was there with two or three other friends and you know, at some point, sometimes your friends don't know if you're enjoying yourself or if you need saving. So I, <laughs> in, I indicated to that I was fine, you know. And I remember, oh man, there was origami at this event. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what kind of silly. We made some like weird origami, like octag octagon. I don't know some weird origami balls that were supposed to represent like planets or I, it was big. somebody was smoking something when they came up with the plan I don't for know. the event. I have no idea. I mean, it was fun. So anyway, at the end of the night. He asked if he could walk me home, which I thought was really nice. I lived, I don't know, it was maybe a 20-minute walk from the museum. So I thought that was really nice. He walked me all the way home. He asked for my number. You know, I gave it to him, and we planned to meet sometime after that. So we went out, and we went out a bunch. Um, I knew in my heart of hearts that I was not ready to be in another relationship yet, and I thought that was important. So I, I told him that right at the beginning. I really liked him. I just knew I couldn't give what I would want to give in a relationship. And I also didn't know if he was interested enough in me to want a relationship. But I just wanted to get it out there at the beginning. So we probably saw each other for like a good eight months. You know, we dated, but he wasn't my boyfriend. I wasn't his girlfriend. I have no idea who else he was going out with. He had no idea if or who else I was going out with. I'm not going to lie about it. Like, we had a, also a fairly sexual relationship. We had a great time together. Like, just a great, lighthearted fun time but then towards about the end maybe it was eight months maybe it was a year whatever it was he kind of faded and i'm not saying ghosted like he didn't just yeah totally drop off the earth but he definitely faded in such a way that i assumed he had met someone now i wish he had told me i met someone sure. i'm gonna start seeing them i'm not gonna see you anymore right maybe a little bit nicer than that but i don't know if he didn't have the confidence to say that to me or whatever it was but i remember feeling upset that he kind of faded away. I also remember I was on a wine tour sometime after that for my friend's birthday. And you know those wine tours. We rented a bus. I drank way too much before noon. <laughs> that's how it goes. And I remember I sent him a, a decently flirtatious text that was like, uh, hey, it's been a while. Like, I'm on a wine tour. Yippee, what are you up to? You know? And I remember he didn't answer. And, and I was disappointed by that. Not because... You know, I was so into him, but because it's just not nice not to respond to somebody who who was a, a part of your life. Okay, so forgot about that. Fast forward three years, I'm on Bumble, mm -hmm. okay, the dating app, and I'm swiping, and I see him come up, and wow. I'm like, oh my god! And you know, it's funny. I had no negative thoughts about him when I saw him because enough time had passed. I didn't really. Honestly, I, <laughs> whenever my phone gets full, I delete text messages. I didn't even remember that I had sent him that flirtatious text because I had deleted it. I didn't even have his number anymore. I thought I'm going to swipe right just, you know, just for giggles to see what happens. You know, a few days go by, nothing. Next thing I know, it, it pings me, you have a match. Oh. And I'm like, oh my God, how <laughs> fun is this? So I texted him. I'm like, oh my gosh, hey. <laughs> and I said, I just swiped right just to see. And he's like, I did the same. <laughs> so I said, well, obviously we need to meet. Because yeah. how could you not after all this? Absolutely. And when I suggested that, it went through my mind. Like, I wonder if he thinks we're just going to pick up where we left off and to put it out there and just start sleeping together again right. immediately. Yeah, yeah. And I actually wanted to 
go out with him on a real date. You know, I'm in a way different place now than I was three years ago. We decide to meet and we met for um, at this restaurant for pizza and we had a great time and it was so much fun just catching up. I mean, I didn't want to know about any relationships he was in over the past three years and I, you know, he didn't ask me because honestly we were just catching up. Like I'm, I'm the type of person, I don't like to go into too much past stuff, especially on a first date because it's, it's kind of a get to know you or in this case a re-get to know you and I just wanted to see. And it turns out we had the same chemistry that we did last time and it was so comfy and it was so mm-hmm. fun. and. Yeah. I just, I was so happy, you know, and, and he walked me home again, and I invited him in, and I, I was honest, I said to him, look, like, I, I wasn't sure what you thought was going to happen tonight, like, if you thought this was just, like, pick up where we left off, like, jump into bed, or actually go on a date, and he said, like, I didn't have any expectations, and I said, okay, good, I said, that might be on our agenda at some point, I don't, <laughs> I don't want that to be tonight, but... Hey, I still like you. I'm still really attracted to you. He reminded me, this is funny, I forgot the first time we went out. I think I'm six or seven years older than he is. The first time, I totally forgot. I used to call him my 26-year-old, which all of my friends seem to remember. He's like, yeah, don't you remember you called me that? I'm like, no. I'm like, well, at least now you're my (laughs) 29-year-old. But he left that night, and he said, let's do this again. I said, definitely. And I didn't hear from him again. Hmm. And I was first surprised. Like, I wasn't even disappointed yet. I was surprised. And, you know, we texted maybe once or twice after the date, but nothing, there was no scheduling of another date. And finally, after about a week, I just wrote, I mean, we've talked in other episodes that I'm a lot more forthcoming with what I'm thinking than I think some other people are. So I texted him and said, was that all? <laughs> like, was, was that it? Like, we just reconnected once and then we're done? And he wrote back, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sort of seeing someone. Oh, and I, you know, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna see where that goes. Uh, Why couldn't he have just told me that? Yeah. Right? And I thought to myself, this was a prime example of fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. I was expecting a different outcome this time when three years ago, you know, all these memories started rushing back that he also did that. He faded away, presumably because he was seeing someone and it happened again. And I thought to myself, was I wrong to expect something different? Maybe not, because maybe people don't change. And that's what I want to talk about here. And I wish him well. And I mean, if I'm being honest, I... (laughs) I kind of wish history had repeated itself somewhat because honestly, we had a great time together. And then it was funny. He had kept all of those texts because I guess most people don't delete texts. (laughs) I do. He made fun of me for not even having his number anymore. But he showed me that flirtatious text I had sent that he didn't respond to. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I forgot about that. You should have responded. (laughs) That's what I want to talk about. Do people change? Should you expect them to? Does history repeat itself? And should you expect there to be a different outcome yeah i i think the first question like you just asked do people change at our core most people don't change i think we get older i think we learn i think we evolve but there are certain things that we inherently will still do and it sounds like like in this situation he didn't know how to communicate he didn't know how to honestly say look, I'm seeing someone I want to try to see how it goes. I'm not going to be offended by that. 
In fact, that's the that's all the closure I wanted. What I'm more offended by is the lack of response after a really good date, or in the first case, after a really good whatever it was, eight months or a year. Yeah, well, we talked about that in our ghosting episode, right? I know right? we did. And, and maybe Just be honest. Well, right, and maybe it's my fault, because at the very beginning, the first time, I said, I'm not really looking for anything serious. Maybe I set the tone for, you don't have to tell me what's going on in your life. Sure. I don't know. I just felt like, oh my God, history repeated itself, and I was the one who didn't see it this time. Well, that's also one of these ways we get around certain things, right? Well, if she didn't ask, I don't have to tell her. Mm -hmm. So when you say things like, well, I'm not going to ask him about what he's been up to for the last three years because I sort of don't want to know. And he's like, well, she didn't ask. I don't have to tell her. I guess. I mean, it was particularly disappointing the second time because... We had that really good date. But then when it happened again, I thought to myself, was I expecting too much? In our episode on being exclusive, I mentioned a woman who I had reconnected with after a year Mm -hmm. who asked me the very next day, so are we exclusive? Uh Uh-huh. And that goes, (laughs) it goes into the question, do we pick up where things left off? Yeah, good question. So for me, it was only a year and she literally was like, well, does this mean we're back together (laughs) after one date? And for you, you were very specifically saying, are we picking up where we left off? Where are we on things? I wanted to know because I did have him walk me home. I did. I mean, he said to me in advance of the date, I want to see your new place. Now that to me That's code word for... That's code for... I want to see your bed too. Exactly. I I want (laughs) to... Yes. I want to see your outfit on the floor. Anyway... (laughs) But so I wanted to ask because I didn't feel right about just picking up where we had left off. That's not to say we couldn't pick it up at some point in the very near future, but I didn't want to that night. I mean, who knows? Maybe he did that to me again because he thought I was just going to pick up. And he thought, well, I'm not getting any. Forget this. So when he broke up or when he disappeared on you the first time, Mm-hmm. And you said you didn't have closure. Yeah. I mean, granted, he didn't owe me anything. We weren't in a relationship. But I do think he owed... Okay, he didn't owe me a, an official breakup. But I do think he owed me the courtesy the first time of saying, look, I met someone. Right. Okay. And you didn't get that. So on some level, did you hold some type of grudge against him? You know, I thought I would have. But it had been... I mean, a lot happens in three years, right? I didn't hold a grudge. I also... Didn't even remember sending him that flirtatious text. Maybe I need to stop going on wine tours before noon. (laughs) But I didn't hold a grudge against him. I don't know. I don't know why, but I didn't really remember it as vividly as as I thought I would have. Yeah, so this gets into another conversation around not only do we give people a second chance and maybe you end a relationship admirably and you decide, hey, let's get back together after a period of time. But there are individuals who are breaking up with somebody for very specific reasons. Mm -hmm. And then we have that conversation, do I forgive this person Mm -hmm. and give them a second chance? What do you think? I think if it's important enough, you have a conversation about it. And then the ability to forgive is really important in life. It wastes so much energy not forgiving someone when you can just talk it out and, and forgive someone. Even if that forgiveness Actually, often, that forgiveness is just for you. It's not even for the other person. It's for you because I know my stress level decreases a lot when I decide to forgive someone. Yes. I may never talk to that person again, but if I've decided, and clearly in my head, even though 
whatever, it wasn't a big thing, it wasn't a real relationship the first time, I had clearly forgiven him in my head because when I saw him on Bumble again, I was so excited. Yeah. Except I was annoyed because he was using the same pictures from three years before. <laughs> but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Anything else you want to talk about with regard to second chances? Um, we talked about jumping back in. Do you? We talked about asking what's happened in between. I say no. I think on the high level, fine. Oh, I'm always curious. I always ask. Curious. Um, how about you just asked, do you give someone a second chance if they've hurt you? I think that's such an individual. I think the most common is somebody has cheated on you, right? Mm. And you end the relationship because they've cheated. They come back two years later and they say, I've changed. I'm a different person. I won't cheat on you again. And you say, okay, I'm going to forgive and I'm going to give them a second chance. You give them a second chance and they cheat on you again. Well, I think that's a whole other episode we can uh, have yeah. on cheating. Yeah. But I love the romantic nature you have. I mean, I have a romantic nature, but if we're being perfectly honest, you're way more romantic than I am. I'm kind of realistic in some ways. But I love that you and I have both been willing to give people second chances. And do we blame ourselves for things not working the second time around? I don't think so, because I think that openness is kind of what makes the world go round. You don't want to cut off your nose to spite your face and say, you know, he or she hurt me the first time, so I'm never going to give it another chance, right? I think you and I both sometimes make ourselves more vulnerable, which means you're you're more apt to get hurt. But I would rather get hurt in this life because I tried. It's not only did you try, but it's closure. And, and that closure mm-hmm. can come in a couple of different forms. And I think second chances is a form of what if. Exactly. Right? And now I know. When I see this guy on Bumble and I don't say if, I say when. You know what? Who's getting left swiped? Right, because now guy. you know. <laughs> and on that note, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>